All the saints said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I'm sorry. <laughs> we appreciate that. And um, last week we um, we were dealing with the subject of a broken. And um, this week is it's, it's different because it's still dealing with a situation in, in life where we're challenged with things. And when we're challenged with things in our lives, it affects how we operate. But it shouldn't shut us down. <coughs> Let's bow in prayer. Father, lead and guide us. Thank you for the time that you and I have spent in uh, the insights. Now help me to clearly communicate to the saints. And help us to be more than just hearers. May we see your grace and your mercy. May we see it through the eyes of those who have learned how to wait on you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints say, amen. We, uh, the, the first scripture that we're dealing with this morning is bound but not broken. Uh, Luke 13, verses 10 through 17. Bound, but not broken. Um, there are some things that um, you, you can be, it don't necessarily have to be a sickness. It could be living in a bad situation. Bound, but not broken. And one thing that we need to learn from this is um, the individual who's going through this whole scenario. And so there's a thing, some things we need to learn about God also in this process. This lady who uh, was bound, bent over for all those years. God didn't tell her. It didn't say whether she was a sinner all we know is that it happened to her. Uh, when things happen, somehow things happen to you and you see everybody else, you know, looking so strong and healthy and everything else, and you fight the tendency to say, why not me? And, and that's why when I think about the congregation, I just wanted to encourage you that they're sure don't worry about everybody else. You don't want to be them because you don't know what they're getting ready to go through. You better stay on your trip. <laughs> you, at least you know who you are and where you're going. Don't want, I don't want you to get someone on somebody else's train. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> and so we go, we'll go further then. And, um, uh, and it reads as follows. Now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues of the Sabbath. Of the Sabbath. Now, this it's important to see the word synagogue and not the, tab uh, not the uh, tabernacle, okay? And not the main place of worship. Uh, synagogue is a place of, of teaching. You had many synagogues, synagogues spread out the cities and, and villages, and, villages and everything else. Um, 
Uh, you, I don't know if you've heard the word pedagogy. And the word uh, pedagogy uh, simply means, uh, this simply means teaching. Okay, and so we have here um, uh, 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 the synagogue, and here was a place of teaching with many of them. And so Jesus is at one of them, okay? And behold, there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. You think that would have been the end of the story? Not so. As a Bible student, we need to go in and begin to look at some of the things that's going on, clarifying the thoughts to as we move toward this. And that is, Bound. When, when you find yourself in a position in life where no one can explain it or help, when it seems like God is silent and every day it seems like you're moving through life alone, don't believe it. You're more than that. I, I can imagine one year being bent over. I, I can imagine two years being over. And understanding being bent over there's no one to help her because it's not a physical thing per se. The Bible says a spirit bound her. A spirit bent her over. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor, but the, the words of scoliosis deals with the spine, no doubt. Um, and um, the early detection of that keeps the spine from um, bending. Here she's, she's bent over to the point where she can't look up. She cannot see, uh, like everybody else, the, the, the sunshine and the, the skies. She's constantly looking down. There are many times that the Lord has and will intervene, bring glory to himself, produce miraculous change, and greatly impact those who are aware of what happens on an ordinary day. There are some, there are some things that's going to happen to life and us in life that no one can touch or do anything about. All they can do is say, well, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> and it seems like you're going to have to go. It feels like you are alone. Don't believe that lie. Physically, you're alone. But the Lord says, I'll never leave you alone. Believe him. Don't believe the lie that will keep creeping in. He's always there, always there. And, I, and when I noticed this woman, the more I studied this woman and what she was going through, I began to think about many of the saints and what they've been going through for so many years. And, and I have really, you know, I really didn't know. I didn't know to almost 25 years or more later, I didn't know about uh, uh, Lisa Richardson. I didn't know. She was a clubber, you know, doing the games and everything else. I didn't know that she was doing a lot of that stuff in pain all of those years. All of those years. Not once did she complain. Not once did I ever see her or hear her try to get a pity party around her. I found that out 
that that happened in just a casual conversation with her in church after morning worship. There are some things that, many things that you're going through, and, and it seems like, will, will I spend the rest of my life this way? Maybe. I don't know. But the Lord is laying this out to you to say, if it does, will that, will that affect how you praise me? Well, clarifying our thoughts for this morning, Every day we are given genuine opportunities to make a difference in the life of broken lives. I'll outline then, and uh, there are things we need to uh, observe, uh, understand, and apply this morning. The crippling condition, the compassionate cure, the condemning criticism, and the compassionate response. We'll, we'll move you through this. It won't take all, all this time, folks. Let's start off with the crippling condition. The crippling condition. When we look at the crippling condition, we, we see this now. She was teach, he was teaching in, the, in the, teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years. And she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. She was still coming to the synagogue. She had a disabling spirit. She had this condition for 18 years. How many years? Well, guess what? She was still coming to the synagogue, wasn't she? <laughs> it's amazing what, what keeps folks from coming to church. <laughs> I have a headache today. I don't think I'm going to come today. You know? This lady, 18 years. She never turned her back on God. She continued to live under this pressure and stayed connected regardless of the stress. There's, 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 I'm looking at this word here, and I, I, I immediately dropped this in here for a, moment, for a, re a reason. And uh, this is Psalms 84.4. Would you read it with me? Ready? Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise, Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are highways to Zion. As they go to the valley of Baca, they may a place of springs. The early rains also covers its pools. We'll read through that and don't, and don't, and don't even pay any attention. This word, Baca, when we think about the word baka, it means tears. While they're on their way, while they're on their way now to the tabernacle, as they're on, there are those who are making their long journey, there are some things that they have to go through, and it's not smooth. It's a time of tears. It's a, it's a, it's a hard time. But, they, but they, guess what? They're still going. <laughs> they don't stop nor go back. They keep on going. And I want to say to the saints of God, regardless of whatever happens, keep moving. Keep moving. You're going to have your baka. You're going to have your valleys. 
You're going to have times when there's no one, no one, it seems, able to understand or help you. Don't stop and feel sorry for yourself. When you walk through the valleys, when other folks begin to follow in your steps, they're gonna under, they, they will understand that in your life you had your pools, your wells of tears, that you had your cry, and you kept on going. She, she's bent over, but she's still going to study God's word. And not to a place of worship at this point, just to hear the teaching of God's word. Not, not because she heard that Jesus was healing. She's been going there, and she's continually going. It didn't stop her from studying God's word. What does my condition have to do with me hanging out with God? Here's two. The compassionate cure. As we look at this, it says in Luke 13, 12, when Jesus saw her, or uh, called her and uh, saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are free from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. The first thing is, he saw her. Good Theology 101, El Roy. God sees you right where you are. He saw her. Well, he saw a lot of people. Matter of fact, could probably have been a lot of folks who were probably sick, whatever the case may be, but he saw her. He saw her, the person who, who's coming through the door one more time on an ordinary day, one more time bent over, one more time to hear, to hear about the Lord, one more time just still trusting God, bent over but still coming. <laughs> I, I, I like that. <laughs> we, we like to hang around folks who look so prosperous and everything else and like they have made it and everything else. But what about that person who just keep on coming Regardless of what's happening to them. I, uh, sometime I moved to tears about this lady by the name of Mrs. Smith. She used to sing in the choir and I used to play the organ and um, she had about what, four or five children. Um, and she, um, her English was not the best, you know. Um, anyway, uh, she, Become her, her singing, no, it was not the best. But she kept on coming to choir rehearsal and kept on coming to church and and she had a song that she would raise her hand to praise the Lord for. And it was it was coming winter time and and the choir members were saying, Mrs. Smith, where's your coat? And she said, I don't know, but God is good. Says uh. I'll trust him. I went home that night, and the Lord would not let me rest. And uh, at the time, they had a, a penny store in Rosalind. I said, Mrs. Smith, would you meet me 
in, in Roseland because I didn't have a car to pick her up. <laughs> Would you meet me in Roseland? I met her in Roseland and I said, and I took her to the coat area. I said, I want you to pick out any coat you want. And she picked out her coat. She said, thank you. I said, no, 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 no. I said, now I want you to pick out a hat to match your coat. So she put it got the hat in. Now it's gonna be cold, so put I want you to get some gloves. It's you I want you I want you I want you just it's usually it cost don't don't worry about it. I want you to put all of that on. Put all of it on. And that Sunday, that next Sunday when she walked in. <laughs> no, you know, the choir members, you know, they they stopped their comments and their slack comments. Oh, she might not have the best, still not have the best English, and still might not be able to, to sing the best. But God was still looking after her because she kept coming with the right heart to the right place. When you keep coming with the right heart to the right place, El Roy sees you. <laughs> you. You hear what I'm saying? He could have seen her. He did see her 13 years ago, 14 years ago, 15 years ago, 16 years. He did see the spirit binding her all this time. He did see all of that, but he didn't say anything. And if you notice, he didn't say anything to the spirit. You know, usually he'll say, you know, come out of her or loose her, loose and everything else. He didn't say any of that. He didn't go to any. He just said, come here. <laughs> come, come to me. And the Lord is saying, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, the real purpose of your being here is to come to me. He saw her. He summoned, he summoned her. He knows us by name, doesn't he? He summoned her. He said to her, he said to her, woman, you are free. He didn't say you will be free. You are free. Which means that whatever was binding her was gone. Then he laid his hand on on her. He did not speak again to the binding spirit. He obtained immediate results. You're free. My question to you, coming to morning worship, I don't care what I don't care what church you you're going you go to. Are you free? Regardless of your circumstances, are you free? Are you still there? Are you still producing? That's what God wants. God sees and God touches as results of it. And when God does something, nobody can stay his hands. When God shuts you down, nobody can, can uh, open that door. He witnessed her praising God. Well, I think you got the picture here. 
you think, boy, the curtains go down and hallelujah, you know, good movie, you know, boy, that was really showing God was good to this. But no, that's, it's not over yet. You always got the haters. Really, you always, whenever God bless you, whenever something good is going on in your life, trust me, there's going to be a hater somewhere. They might be smiling in your face, eating your cornbread. They will be haters. Okay, here comes number three, the condemning criticism. We come to the condemning criticism. It says, but the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath, said to the people, didn't say to Jesus, said to the people, there are six days in which uh, which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed. And not on the Sabbath day. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you, you see that? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, here this woman, 18 years she's healed, she's praising God, and he says, what? On Sabbath? You're going to heal on a Sabbath day? And so he speaks in his, with, his, um, with his power of, of uh, a position, the ruler of the synagogue. Listen to me. Don't be healing on the Sabbath day. You, you got six days to do that. Keep the Sabbath day holy. <laughs> Isn't that? I, I, there are some folks that are so... How can I put it? They are so regimented in things that they forget people. And I keep telling you, I want you to repeat that to me. People are primary. And, and whenever, whenever you forget that, whenever you forget that, the rebuke of the, of the, uh, the, the ruler of the synagogue, uh, he was a public it was a public put down from a, a popular and powerful teacher. He was, it was a statement laced with a double standard. They were not uh, teaching what they were uh, teaching, okay? They were not practicing what they were teaching. There was no evidence of respect or courtesy. There was more concern about the Sabbath than a person for whom the Sabbath was established. He didn't respect Jesus as a teacher. He busted him out in front of everybody. He didn't follow protocol. He didn't even care about the lady bent over for 18 years. Come during the normal working hours. Don't be coming on the Sabbath. Six days, but not the Sabbath. Criticism. You, you hear it every time. Every time that you're trying to do something that is honoring to the Lord, you're going to hear criticism. Be careful for what you hear and listen to. Number four, the compassionate response. Then the Lord answered to him, 
you hypocrites. Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom, get the who, who's bounding her? Whom Satan, now it didn't say a devil, Satan bound for 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? You mean to tell me, I didn't, he didn't say a demon. He said Satan bound for 18 years. Understand something in the whole idea of demonology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Satan is not omnipresent. He cannot be everywhere at one time. Satan targeted her for 18 years. I don't know why. The Bible does not say. But for 18 years, she was bent over. Satan kept her there. Job was down for one year. She was down 18 years. 18 years of her life, I don't know whether, I don't know about the fact of, of her uh, having a family or anything like that. Her, her life seemed like it was just snuffed out as far as living, quote, a normal life. 18 years. And Jesus knew all of that. And as he, and as he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And look at the alls. And all the people rejoice at all the glorious things that were done by him. See what the fruit? She's healed. People are rejoicing. People are God is glorified. And the haters are ashamed. Observation. There was an obvious response that greatly impacted everyone. One, he clarified his intention and actions of healing. He clearly laid out the gravity of the woman's afflictions on Satan. Uh, on Satan. He responds, his response put all of his adversaries to shame. He created a moment of rejoicing by the people in response to all that was done by him. Thank you, Lord, for letting us see. Does Jesus care? I want you to see he cares for you, too. Why do you think this, why do you think this story has any relevance? This is a snippet of a lot of things that Jesus had done in his lifetime. But the Lord says, I want you to record this so poor people can see. Here's a person who has, has a condition that Satan has for 18 years. She was bound, bent over. But one thing that's very clear, when she walked through the doors of the synagogue, she was not broken. She kept on coming. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you will be going through. It might bind you. But you don't need to be broken. For we are more than conquerors through him that love us.
a personal note to our congregation. There was a time in our congregation in the younger years you you have your parents to look to and your parents for advice, whatever the case may be. What do you do when you're it? <laughs> what, what do you do when you're the person that, you're the wheel in the middle of the wheel and you have to make the decisions and and you look for, boy, I look for someone to take the stress off of me, but no, it's, it's in your corner. But that's life. As you walk your way, as, as we're on our way home, that's life. As we're on our way home, there'll be times that you have to cry. There'll be times that you, that you, you we might feel discouraged. You'll be deeply hurt by the ones you love the most. But keep walking. Don't let it break you. The praise is not at the beginning. The praise is at what? The end. God is glorified. There's a testimony. Satan is defeated. You would have fulfilled everything that God wanted you to do. If Paul would tell you, he'd say, hey, some folks say, I want to be like Paul. You don't want to be like Paul. Shipwrecked and stoned and all these other things. No, you don't want to be like Paul. Whipped. You don't want to be like Paul. But toward the end, he said, I have fought a good fight. Yeah. I have kept the faith. I have finished the course. And now laid up for me is a crown of righteousness. It's that, that, it's that now that we're moving toward. And, and there are times, I just want to encourage you this morning, just hang in there. Oh, there are moments when there's, there's laughter and, and, and there's joy, but all around you, you're going to see things that will break your heart. Keep moving. Look at it and use the one word that I gave you this morning, baka. What is it? Baka. baka. It's a necessary part as we go through life that you have to have your own personal baka. But don't be discouraged. God is still there. He's always available. One last thing. We are created to live in the moment, not in someone else's reality. So I want to repeat to you, don't wish you were somebody else. Number one, it won't come true. You're going to still stay on your train. You're just wasting time. Read this last one with me, would you? Wait on God, regardless of your circumstances, understanding that there will be time that you will feel bound, but never let it break you. Don't let it break you. Don't let it break. You have folks, they, they sing in the big choirs and they do all these other, but sooner or later they still have to go home, get in their car, and face their own individual situations. And the Lord is saying, have you been in the Word lately? Have you spent time with me lately? Because that's going to make the difference in your life. 
as we close this morning. You've been very patient. It's, it's my prayer that, um, that we um, just stay close to the Lord and remember that he loves you and that you're never, never alone. They have that song, never, never, no, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. And I praise the Lord that he'll never, never leave you alone. I want to pray for you this morning. Oh, Lord, thank you for the saints of God. They are, in my sight, what I see is one of a kind. They'll never be who I see this morning. They're the only one that you have made. You will not make a duplicate. And build into their lives, Lord, all of the joys and the victories and the frustrations and, and the bacchus. But it's all in the process of getting them home. My prayer, Lord, is that in our, in a, in our, our trip, in our journey, I include myself, help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to lean on you. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. And I'll be remiss if there's someone going through right now and don't know you. Oh, they've heard your name. They sit in a Bible study and read about you, but they really don't know you. They never admitted that they were a sinner and couldn't save themselves. They never did ask, to, Lord, would you forgive me of my sins? I realize that you died for my sins, and I want you to come into my life right now and forgive me of my sins and make me your child. Lord, I, I pray for that individual. For the rest of the congregation, encourage their hearts. Help them to take a moment, Lord, every now and then. Matter of fact, every day, help them to take that a deep breath and say, this is the day that the Lord have, have, have made. I will rejoice. Help us, Lord, to keep walking, keep praising, keep producing to your glory. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, 